This is Legends of the Gridiron, an inside look at the AFLL. Here's your host, Jamie Thomas. Week five is in the book because this is Legends of the Gridiron, episode five, and four or two teams remain unbeaten in the AFLL. And there was a, a, a battle between two teams who were unbeaten. We'll get to that in a second. But Andy McNamara, the head of football from UFF Sports, is my guest. Ordinarily, I have an interview at the end of the pod, but we're just going to go through things together and an exciting opportunity for anybody involved in football at UFF Sports coming up around draft. Well, it is at draft weekend in Las Vegas. And if the NFL knows how to go big, they do it right and they go into Vegas. But we'll talk about that opportunity here momentarily. So Andy McNamara with me, Andy, five weeks into the AFLL, and it just seems to be getting more and more exciting as each week goes by, doesn't it? Oh man, Jamie, first of all, thanks for having me, brother. Hope yeah. all is well. And man, um, it is, it really is. And what's been so interesting in this, it's almost like a, a, a what if experiment that, that whole yeah. dream situation that we we talked about coming into this whole project of what happens when you have the best players of all time smashing into each other. And, <laughs> and the, right. And in the first couple of weeks, the run game was non-existent yeah. and we get the question as to why. And it turns out the answer is because you're playing against 99 rated defensive linemen and linebackers. Yeah. So that's fascinating. But now in the last couple of weeks, we've seen the running backs and the coaches and credit to the AFLO managers, owners, coaches, and GMs start to figure things out. That's why you adjust the playbook and make those changes because now the running game is starting to come a bit more alive. So I wonder how the defense will counter that success on the running side in coming weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through that in a little bit here too, but just to go through some, well, we'll go through all eight final scores. Uh, Fury uh, absolutely destroying Valhalla. Valhalla had their first win in franchise victory. Really happy for Sean, but uh, yeah. the Fury, one of the, dominant teams in our league right now 73 to 3 on that one got Peyton Manning uh 47 yards from his second 1000 yard game of the season I'm not talking about just 1000 yards a season that's a 1000 yard game that's something we're trying to get along you know get used to here so Fury remains unbeaten uh they are 5 and 0 Time Bandits uh they're really putting it together right now they push themselves over 500 with a huge win over Elite so the Time Bandits are now 3 and 2 Elite has dropped four straight Johnny Unitas had a four turnover day. That didn't help his team's cause. 283 of his 604 passing yards went to tight end Kellen Winslow. The tight end had a 99-yard reception for a touchdown. Uh, time Bennett's quarterback, Fran Tarkenden, led the offense with 515 yards and four touchdowns uh, in that one. Immortals over Beowulf. Uh, this was, you hyped this up very well, actually, Andy. It was uh, two high-flying offense did not disappoint. 118 combined points. Oh. Uh, it was just ridiculous. 65 53 was the final Eric Metcalf. And, and this is where I'm talking about. You were discussing how coaches are adapting and what they have done is the run game's not working, but these guys are pretty damn good at catching the football and making things happen after the balls in their hands. Uh, Eric Metcalf pushed over hundred combined yards again through the air and on the ground to go along with his two touchdowns. Is that one of the ad adaptations that coaches are starting to do starting to use the running backs a little bit more in the passing game? Absolutely. And listen, I'm biased because Eric Metcalf's my guy. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's my up. boy. He, yeah. uh, he, you know, host with me at the different uh, UFF sports events in Las Vegas or pro football hall of fame. And um, I, I'm, I, I, it's funny, Jamie, and for some of these players who see it, 
they get excited. Like I sent Eric the, he was one of the, the top week five performers that we posted on social media at the AFLL on Twitter. Yeah. And it was, I said, Eric, man, another two touchdowns. He's like, that's how I do it. Like, <laughs> and even guys who aren't associated with the league yet, and I stress yet, we tagged Warren Sapp earlier in the year who had like an 11 sack day. And he, he tweets back, hashtag QB killer. Yeah, like, I know. I love it. love it. It's yeah. so fun. But to your point, yes, that's where I've seen the running backs um, get more involved in the game uh, in using those short kind of dump passes. Because, again, the pass rushes on some of these teams are ridiculous. So you do that little dump to the pass. And what does that do just like any type of football? The short pass makes the defenses back off a little bit because you try to go downfield. And then the run gets some more success. So that's, that all, is all kind of going hand in hand. Uh, Heroes FC knocks off throwbacks 42-35. And again, going back to that throwbacks, running back Barry Sanders scored twice, only 46 yards on 27 carries, but did catch 11 balls for 94 yards. And I love saying this in this whole scheme of things. Heroes FC, Tony Gonzalez, tight end. Uh, he got the game ball in this one. He had his breakout game. And it's funny to say that about anybody. <laughs> uh, he had 17 receptions for 193 yards to go with his two wow. scores. Uh, Demo Gods 40, Fan Centric Frenzy 25. And now these two teams are red hot coming to this one. Uh, EOD Demo Gods pushed the record of four and one. They win their fourth straight. Uh, Fan Centric Frenzy saw their two game win streak come to an end. So Herschel Walker went over 100 yards combined. So the running backs again. And the, one of my favorite storylines in this season so far, Andy, is Randall Cunningham, the Frenzy quarterback. Man, he has been a turnover machine. Like it, it is, <laughs> it's almost. Not, I don't want to see comedy, but he's just having a, hop, a tough time. But he did keep the, the turnovers to a minimum. He had one interception only. and uh, But they they do this in a losing cause. Uh, EOD quarterback Warren Moon, 18 yards away from joining the 3,000-yard passing club. He had 535 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns against the Frenzy. Um, going Moving along here, Originals 37, uh, beating the Hunters 26. Uh, Dan Marino. Um, I, I felt really bad for him. He got sacked 33 times. Oh my God. So like, just don't, that's, that's the type of things where we're talking about. We're just, just getting used to it. Like if you, you know, in a real game, um, Dan Marino gets sacked 33 times. He's not getting up again. He's, after that. he's no longer with us. He's but passed he, on. That, they cannot get hurt. <laughs> this is utopia for air yes. ball football players. That's the best sell. If we can get to our, our former NFLers, dude, you play in this game. You're watching yourself and you will never get hurt. And we, this is a great example. You got sacked 33 times to Dan Marino. But no, it was a losing cause, of course. Um, one of my favorite stories, another one too, Andy, is um, Vernon Davis, uh, about yeah. this time 16 years ago, had one of the most impressive workouts of the NFL combine. He celebrated his anniversary with 28 receptions for 208 yards and three touchdowns. Um, just, you know, on combine weekend, that's, that's something to fall with. And, and originals defensive end, Richard Dent, uh, entered into the AFL sack leader conversation with 17 freaking sacks. Uh, so he's third place by Lawrence Taylor and Art Donovan. We'll get to, like, you know, the, the really thing that I, like Art Donovan is one of the older guys in this one, same yeah. with Otto Graham. And that's where I love this, right? We, we, I had heard of Otto Graham. You always hear about this stuff. Like if he played during this time, this guy would do this. And Art Donovan kind of probably enters in that same conversation, right? Is this is where the fun part begins because now we know what Otto Graham could do or our Donovan in this situation. Oh, no doubt. And that's what's so great about being able to use 
Axis Football and how Danny Jugan, the founder, and um, he's going to be my special guest actually on the game of the week for week six coming up at halftime because we're past into the quarter point approaching the halfway mark. So he has some exciting updates on changes that are going to be coming to the game for next season that will make everything look more real. The AI improving, uh, like all, all this stuff just keeps going. And yeah, one of the great parts is the air adjustment because when we were first coming with the AFLL, it was, all right, well, how do we get, you can't just go on stats. Cause if you look at the stats of any of these quarterbacks from the fifties and sixties, and you just took the names away, Jamie, you'd be like, why is this guy playing pro football? They look terrible, but yeah. in their time, they were the best. So what we did was rate these players, how they were in the time frame that they played. And then you equate that and balance that out to today. So everybody's got a chance. And we just see Otto Graham being an absolute monster. As you said, one of the older guys, Art Donovan as well. Um, I actually have a picture in front of Cleveland Brown Stadium, First Energy Stadium with Otto Graham, the, uh, the statue. He's passed on long ago, but the, the Otto Graham statue. Um, it's 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 just really cool seeing this where you have Otto Graham and then on the other side on defense, the sax leader, Lawrence Taylor. Mm -hmm. like, that's so weird, but awesome at the same time. Uh, the, remember how I mentioned the matchup between the two unbeaten teams? And yeah. I, I, like when you say two teams are 4-0 and they head into each other, it's a Sunday night game and then the final score is 76-23. That's, you know, like you have Otto Graham, you've got Lawrence Taylor, you're sitting there thinking they're just rolling into this, but the Anvils had a completely other idea in this one. Joe Montana, who is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, 902 yards, nine touchdowns wow. on the day, and out outplayed Otto Graham. And we haven't been able to say this all year. Otto Graham has been the deal, the big deal in the AFLL. So to see him get sacked 18 times, and then Joe Montana dominate the way he did for 902 yards and nine touchdowns just goes to show you just when you feel like a team is ready to run the table, there's going to be somebody else coming into the situation. That was the anvils in that Sunday night game. Well, absolutely. No doubt. And that's why I love doing the um, top performers of the week from each position and just seeing how these different legends pop up. Cause you're right. Autogram was a, a staple um, on this, on this team in the league and still very much is, but just wasn't his day. And when we say not his day, he still threw for 580 yards. Right? Yeah. The, the, top, the top quarterback this week was uh, Brett Favre um, and of the Immortals and cut down on those interceptions, had eight touchdowns. So you, you go through the mix and, the, you know, Bart Starr getting mixed in there. Um, and it's, it's just we're, we're seeing now again the teams that, are being coached that are developing and learning as they go along of, okay, what's working, what's not. And how do you try to defend the whole thing with these quarterbacks and these offenses, Jamie, you yeah. can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them. Yeah. And we're seeing how that is developing. It's, it's really fascinating. And Calvin Johnson, Megatron, 10 care, uh, 10 catches for 308 yards. Uh, he had four touchdown passes or Oof. reception as well. Reggie Wayne receiver of the I week. That's like, that's the gross part, right? You throw Calvin Johnson and Reggie Wayne into one offense, and that thing—that's where it just gets ridiculous. Um, Art Donovan—he uh, had 11 of the team, 18 sacks, so he's up there. It's 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 insane. And then the Monday night game, two lowest scoring teams in the AFLL met on Monday night. Uh, Birds of Prey get their first win in franchise history, so everybody in the AFLL has at least one win in the win column. 
I think that has to make people feel good, pretty good. Uh, Emmett Smith and Thurman Thomas went against each other in the Super Bowl once. Of course, Thurman Thomas left his helmet on the bench. We'll remember that one always, but uh, they both came close to 100 yards rushing. I, I wonder, too, is there like a certain play that these that teams can start running where running backs can start getting a lot, for, you know, you know what I mean? Like we, we do mm-hmm. have the argument that defenses are better than ever, but at some point the offense is going to kind of get into this a little bit more where deep where running is and these star and these fantastic running backs are going to start to shine again. Well, and, and we're again, yeah, we're starting to see that. I think over the last two weeks, Jamie, because Emmett Smith and Thurman Thomas, both were uh, one of the four top performing running backs uh, in the yeah. top performer list. Um, so you had Emmett Smith, 92 yards on the ground, Thurman Thomas, yes. 87 and a touchdown. But then, like you mentioned earlier, you're mixing in the pass. So Emmett Smith, only one reception in addition to that, that went for 27. You look at Thurman Thomas, added four more. So we're really seeing these complete type of backs and how coaches are choosing to, to use these plays and really how defenses are, are trying to stop those. And uh, we'll see if those big huge receiver yard games um, start to come down. We saw a, a little bit fewer of them, but yeah. then again, you know, you say that and you have Kellen Winslow set a record for an AFLL record on team elite for yeah. 99 yard TD return, which is just gorgeous to watch. Uh, and Calvin Johnson. Yeah. The, uh, uh, a 308 yard day and four tutties. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty, pretty good, good day at the office. Still pretty good. Uh, defensive performers of the week, Ronnie Lott, 16 tackles, two sacks, Ooh. one interception, just gross. Uh, Calvin Johnson, as you mentioned, the top receiver performance, uh, Barry Sanders, 140 total yards, 11 catches, two total touchdowns. I love to see that Eric Metcalf, of course, in the conversation there. So, and then of course the top quarterback performance, Brett Farr, uh, eight TDs, 836 yards passing. So the guys that have thrown the ball and thrown it well are at the front of everything here. So as we mentioned, the um, only two teams remaining in the, or we did not mention the only remaining uh, unbeaten teams are the Fury and Anvils. After five weeks, we will see more fun going on in week number six. So that is the wrap of the week for week number five in the AFLL. Now we move on to some pressing matter. Well, not pressing matters, but something that's more exciting. There's always something going on at UFF Sports, and mm. there's always like we're we're probably a lot better than the NFL because with the football department, there's always something going on. Right. And we have an ex- exciting, exciting announcement coming up, and you've already announced it on many times on Telegram. Um, there was, there's a big event going on in Vegas outside of the National Football League draft, so. Tell our listeners, what exactly are we offering to anybody that wants to join us uh, and this with, with a nice little package here? Oh, man. Well, Jamie, uh, yeah. first of all, I'm so I'm so pumped uh, yeah. about this. The NFL draft is in Las Vegas, as we know, this year. So, so happens that with UFF Sports, we have our tremendous partners and owners in football, basketball, baseball. They're all over the place. Circus Sports, right? Derek Stevens, David... Uh, Rami, all, all the all the crew um, mm-hmm. from Circa, and they're like, I said, we were chatting with them. I said, oh, the draft's in Vegas. Said, well, why don't you guys come down? I was like, well, okay. I was like, don't want to twist my arm to come to Vegas. Okay. But he's like, and then I said, well, what if we try to put a special package together for our UFF sports uh, group first before we take it public? Because there's only going to be um, – actually, I believe as of this taping, there's only 37 packages still remaining. Uh, which will be opened up to the public, but um, it's about being at the hottest party in the biggest spot 
in Vegas. If you aren't physically walking up on stage and Rod- with Roger Goodell, you want to be at Stadium Swim at Circa. Those of you who have gone, you know. If you haven't been, you will. Like, Jamie, the, the screen sizes, I kid you not, are yeah. like a subdivision, almost a subdivision long of, of like houses and the height. Like, the screens are ridiculous. And the, the party package is you get a VIP sectioned off area at stadium swim with uff sports you're not first of all you're not gonna be able to get into stadium swim period if you don't come with this package you're not getting it those, those are sold out those are gone yeah the draft um, is full right and the draft is yeah has, uh, the building is like full. obviously right because yep. it's it, it's the nfl draft so you get the vip package you get drinks you get food you get to watch the draft it's going to be a party and then when each pick comes on the the screen goes, the sound goes, and then it goes right back to the party, and you're going to be in the middle of that. But that isn't it, Jamie. After that, you get three hours there, first round of the draft. Then you go back to your room, maybe put on a little, you know, get, get a nice little shirt on or something. You go yep. up to Legacy Club, okay? And, and Legacy wear pants, please. Well, please. Thank you, yes. Jamie. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, you know, after day on the sun, then we might have to put that on the door. Pants mandatory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is where... The Legacy Club, it's at Circa. You are at the top of the world. You look out on the balcony and you see all of Vegas. The bar is incredible. Jamie, I don't know why they have it. I have to, I'll have to ask the Circa folks why, but it is super cool. It is out of like an Ocean's Eleven movie. They have a rotating giant case of gold bars. Come on. I don't know why, but it looks amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> what? this is like, it's like a heist movie way. This, are they taunting us? I, I don't know. Is it yeah. a challenge? Like, it's it's just inc- it's incredible, the Legacy Club. So part of the package, again, you get to come up, you get a couple more drinks up there, you get to wine and dine hobnob with some of the stars. We have a couple players that are already committed to coming, including our AFL owner of um, the originals, Walt Harris, who's just a gem of a human. Oh uh, he's going to be there. A bunch of other guys, some special guests along the way, too. Um and so that's part of the package. Day one on the Wednesday when you get there, it's yeah. going to be at Bar Canada at the D, which is the uh, sister hotel to the Circa. Going to have a meet and greet there at Bar Canada. If you're in on the package, you get a special executive discount. This isn't your run-of-the-mill coupon. This is your executive discount at either of the three Circa properties that are attached to each other. So, Jamie, that's only $500 for the stadium swim, for the drinks, for the food, for the Legacy Club. Come to the Bar Canada. We're also holding our college foot, a fantasy football franchise auction. We'll get into that later. But 24 teams there. That's going to be on the Friday. So it is a fest. And it is all going to be around the NFL draft. And you can be there. So if you want to be there, you got to hit me up quick. Andy at UFFsports.com. Or you can, you know, if you're listening on Instagram, get me there. Or on Twitter at AndyMC81. Um, wait a second. Uh, you just said said college football draft. Like, don't we yes. have enough leagues going on right now? Like um... this, <laughs> Jamie. I hate sleep. That's <laughs> I don't like, like it. I, I don't feel. Need... I feel like we just got out of the UFL AFL. We survived that. Now we're kind of like the off season's here. Now we're coming up the second season starting cup. I believe it's March sixteenth. The new new uh, season yep. kicks off. Um, we have the AFLL, and what are we throwing in the mix <laughs> now? Like this is the jewel that brings it all together, Jamie. This is yeah. what brings together the football ecosystem because we mm. had the pros, yes. we had the legends, and now you got to do the college, the past, present, future of football, oh all in one. 
And so what we're doing here, this is going to be really, and it's going to be even, each league has its own wrinkles and own uniqueness to it. College football does as well because it's 24 teams. Um, you're going to have the full rosters, right? You're going to have the full active rosters. But if you're a scout, whereas right now you can't own a team in the college league, you can, and you will actually, Jamie, this blows my mind. Imagine this. And I think every, any scout listener, if you know a scout, tell them. You will earn revenue from the college football prize pool based on the fantasy points earned of the prospects you signed that play in the league. You earn money for your prospect before they get to the, the NFL and UFAFL. Because our original system was the player, the, our scouts have to purchase the rights or re- register uh, and then wait. college football yeah. players. And then eventually, if the, should they get drafted, they yeah. can sell, they can auction those rights off to the UFAFL owners. Right but now, this allows our scouts to make money while waiting to make more money. Is what that's is right. What I'm getting at. Well, that's <laughs> it. And, and here's the other cool part. So yeah. if you if you're just a scout on your own, your player plays in college, and, and that goes to as well. You don't have to. It opens it up. You don't have to get guys who necessarily will even be stars in the NFL. You got plenty of college players that are great college players that you know might not do anything at the pros, but you can still get fantasy. But they still rack up fantasy points or real life points, whatever. And you can earn off of that. And the coolest part to me about it is this. If you're a scout, you'll get paid off of the player. But you can also own a team and get 100% and draft your own uh, prospect players and have them on your team. So you can really do it, do it all with this. More details to come on this college football league um, in the, in the weeks to come, but it is, uh, it is one of the more, I'm, I was just kidding. I knew this was going on. So it's only <laughs> off guard, but it was just you're fun to roll up shock, but. It is a showman. We that's what we do. We're not we're not journalists, Andy. We're entertainers, is one of that's my right. boss told me at Sportsnet. So sports stop entertainers. like a journalist. Um, that, that's <laughs> that's I'd rather prefer to be the entertainer. Uh, buddy, I appreciate the time as always. Uh, just excited to see what happens in the AFLL. That's what the show yeah. is, is Legends of the Gridiron. But we we'll, we'll be crossing over because what we do is we just do cross promoting. We we have multiple leagues going on here. So why should we use all the leagues to cross promote? They all tie so, in. Yeah, they, they, they all tie into each other. Can't, I can't wait for the Sunday slate. Remember, folks, seven games on Sunday starting at 11 a.m. All day football and the game of the week, which I'll have the live play-by-play commentary with Dan Esposito. I think this is going to be a real good one. The Immortals versus the Throwbacks. So that's where we have Barry Sanders, who just was running back of the week, going up against uh, Brett Favre of the Immortals, who was the quarterback of the week. So how are these two offenses going to go at it and battle in that slugfest? That's 8 p.m. Eastern, and you're going to want to make sure you tune in because founder, owner, developer of Access Football, Danny Jugan, is going to join me for a game update. And uh, one more thing for everybody as well. Right out of that game on Monday night, we will be going to Twitch Live. We'll be having Legends of the Gridiron live on Twitch immediately following with myself. So I'll probably pull you on the show afterwards. But um, I think this podcast will probably change to, well, it will change. It will be the Twitch show every Monday at about 9 p.m. Eastern time, depending on what time the game ends. So uh, lots more to come and details about what our Twitch channel is going to be, Ultimate Fantasy Sports. So we have lots of things going on at UFF Sports, but uh, we'll pass those on to you as we go along here. Thanks, man. All right, brother. Talk to you soon.